the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany, in the year of our Lord, 2024. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Immediately, Jesus left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew, with James and John. Now, Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, He departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Once again, the reading was from the Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter, verses 29 through 39. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last week, our Gospel reading ended with this narration from the evangelist Mark. And at once, Jesus' fame spread everywhere, throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. It seems that just by teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum and by casting out an unclean spirit there, Jesus has earned his 15 minutes of fame in the Galilean region. And now today, as we heard narrated by Mark, this fame has resulted in Jesus performing many more healings, casting out many more demons, and preaching in many more synagogues throughout all of the Galilee. But sometimes, a person's 15 minutes of fame can be for the wrong reasons. While in days past, people achieved fame through a one-hit wonder or a noteworthy performance in a television show or movie, today, millions of people are earning their 15 minutes of fame simply by doing something cringy and posting about it on social media. And it seems like in today's gospel reading, Jesus is struggling with the sudden fame he has earned. Is he famous for the right reasons? He doesn't want to be known simply as the miracle worker of the Galilee, or the Galilean healer and exorcist, or that authoritative synagogue preacher. Jesus is so much more than these. He is the Son of God come down from heaven to carry out his Father's saving will. And so, just as we prayed in the collect of the day to be kept continually in the true faith of Jesus Christ, so also in today's gospel, Jesus works and prays to uphold the truth of his fame and his ministry. First, even in the midst of his spreading fame, 
Jesus still takes time to care for people individually. He doesn't set up a booth somewhere, put up a sign saying the miracle worker is in, and heal people, one after the other, without a second thought. No. Notice what he does for Simon Peter's mother-in-law. Sure, Jesus is quickly ushered into the house and immediately told about her fever. But then things slow down. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her. So Jesus comes to Peter's mother-in-law individually, spends time with her, touches her, and finally lifts her up from her sickbed, and in doing so, heals her of the fever and whatever serious illness was causing it. As quickly as Jesus was told about Peter's mother-in-law, he could have just as immediately healed her. But he didn't. He wasn't too busy to spend time with her. And in the same way, Jesus' fame doesn't make him too busy for each of us. Of course, Jesus came down from heaven to die for the sins of the whole world. But Jesus also gave his life as a ransom for me and for you. Oftentimes, people can get discouraged, thinking God is so busy with other Christians that he'll forget about them or not listen to their prayers. But in fact, Jesus hears the prayers of each of us and intercedes for us with God the Father. And because Jesus Christ was made man and was like us in every way, he knows our struggles and sufferings and is with us to strengthen us in faith in the midst of our sufferings. Jesus Christ also still comes to us individually in the waters of baptism, declaring you his redeemed child. In the Bible, strengthening you by his very word, in the divine service, speaking words of forgiveness and blessing to you. And in the Lord's Supper, touching you with his own body and blood, which gives you forgiveness of sins, everlasting life, and strengthening of faith. Despite the fame his ministry brought him, Jesus still carried out his ministry for you. Second, after taking time to individually heal Peter's mother-in-law, Jesus remains in Capernaum, healing more people and casting out demons. While doing this, Jesus also actively defends the truth of his fame and his ministry. Specifically, the evangelist Mark tells us that Jesus would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Especially in these early days and months of his ministry, and frequently with demons, Jesus commanded silence regarding his identity. Since demons are liars and work on behalf of Satan, the father of all lies, Jesus had to command silence from, from them, lest they misrepresent his mission and spread false information about him. 
in requiring silence, Jesus was actually protecting himself and ensuring that the truth of his fame and his ministry could be proclaimed instead of a false picture of his ministry. Today, Satan and his demons still like to spread false information about Jesus and his ministry. Whole religions are built on false pictures of Jesus, such as Islam, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, and Scientology. And today, Jesus still works to uphold the truth of himself and his ministry. He sends us his Holy Spirit, who gives us faith and strengthens us in the truth of Jesus Christ, and who strengthens us to share and defend that truth among others. Jesus and his Holy Spirit equip apologists and missionaries to break down false pictures of his ministry and present the truth of his person and work. And Jesus and his Holy Spirit hear our prayers on behalf of our families, our pastors, and our churches, that all these would also be kept in the true faith of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. By all these things, Jesus ensures that the truth of his person and work prevails even in the midst of lies and falsehoods. Third, after ministering past nightfall to heal the sick and cast out demons in Capernaum, Jesus still rises early the next morning, before dawn even, to pray and to prioritize his desire to preach in other towns in the region of Galilee. In doing this, Jesus prays that his fame would not be for the wrong reasons, but would be for the salvation of the world, and that his Father would strengthen him to do his will in the world. And in Jesus stating his desire to go from Capernaum to preach in other towns, he demonstrates that his priority is to proclaim the gospel so that all who believe in him receive forgiveness, salvation, and abundant life on account of the truth of his ministry. By these actions, Jesus is an example for us still today to pray not only for ourselves, those around us, and the blessings of God, but to pray for the truth of Jesus and his ministry to prevail in the world, and that God's will would be done in the world. <clears throat> this is what we did this morning in the Collect of the Day, praying that we would be kept in the true faith. And this is what we do every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, petitioning that God's will would be done. And Jesus' desire to preach throughout Galilee as his primary purpose is also an example for us to be strengthened in the true faith by the proclamation and preaching of the gospel in our churches, and then to go out and proclaim that gospel to others so they too can be strengthened in faith or brought to faith. Now, whether people came to realize the truth of Jesus, that he is the Son of God and not just a miracle worker, after the events of today's gospel is unknown. But however the people perceived Jesus, his fame continued to spread and spread. By the end of chapter 1, the evangelist Mark tells us Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places, and people were coming to him from every quarter 
and by chapter 3, verse 6, the Israelite religious leaders are already plotting how to kill Jesus. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him, how to destroy him. And so, the 15 minutes of fame Jesus earned on the first day of his public ministry ultimately helped him accomplish his mission and do his Father's will, for they come to a culmination in the 360 minutes, the six hours that Jesus spends in glory hanging on his cross for the life of the world and for the forgiveness of your sins. And by then, the truth of his fame and ministry is made known by the centurion who declares after Jesus dies, truly this man was the Son of God. So while in the beginning, while in the beginning there may have been struggles regarding the reasons for Jesus' fame, he remained true to his mission and fulfilled his Father's will, so that we, who have been kept in the true faith of Jesus, receive all the effects of his fame and ministry, especially forgiveness, life, and salvation. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Having heard the word of God, we continue by confessing our faith using the, nice, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, keep your family, the Church, continually in the true faith, that relying on the hope of your heavenly grace, we may ever be defended by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. God's richest blessings to you on the week ahead.